Hey podcast listeners, welcome to the podcast Celeb Who, where we tell you the life story of a celebrity and you, the listener, get the opportunity to guess which celebrity that is. I'm your host, Cameron. And I'm your co-host, Alejandra. And you're listening to Celeb Who. Monday. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Monday. 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 <laughs> you like that huh we just keep advancing this podcast we're, just, we're moving on to sound effects you know we're gonna have like burr, 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 burr. <laughs> i should get a soundboard and <laughs> clip some of the stuff we say that we can just play over and over again okay forget it that would uh, be fun though you want to reveal who last week you ready to do this jack nicholson okay <laughs> 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 you said I well I meant let's move into it but I was gonna give them a warning you know that we were gonna ruin last week's episode oh, right yeah. now Sorry. but then you just jump straight into it well, so if for anybody starting this podcast <laughs> at a minute and like 30 seconds stop what you're doing <laughs> go back to the last episode and listen to it first yeah because okay. yeah, well, I just ruined it for you but yeah my my sale is completely out of wind right now <laughs> But okay, yeah. So our celebrity from last week was Jack Nicholson. I'm Jack Nicholson, if you ever listen to this, I'm sorry for the piss poor effort that we just put into it. But you can blame Molly for that one, not me. Hey. That's right. Our playboy was none other than our man Johnny from The Shining. You know that scene where he busts through the door and you're like You know my memory is terrible. His mom's uh, name really was June, so that was his uh, supposed sister, but turned out to be his mom. Her name really was June. I kept that the same. Uh, his grandparents were Ethel May and John Nicholson, so I kept their names the same as well. His first movie was The Crybaby Killer, and that was from producer Roger Corman. So Jack mainly started out doing a lot of movies for Roger until his breakout role in Easy Rider. And I also mentioned in the last episode that I would reveal how the Times Magazine authors had discovered that June was Jack's mother, not his sister. And I realized that I never actually revealed it in the episode, so I'm going to do that now because <laughs> I know I left a lot of you in suspense. <laughs> a lot of you were like, you didn't tell us how, so I'm going to tell you how now. So apparently it was just some, I will say random for now, but it was a woman who was living in New Jersey she sent a letter to the authors, and she claimed that she was married to Jack's father. Now, Jack didn't know who his father was either, and so it was kind of a reveal that, you know, hey, this is your father, Jack. She also revealed in that letter the groundbreaking information that his sister, June, was his mother, and his so-called parents were actually his grandparents. So that's how that information was leaked to the Times Magazine. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah, it's so again, sorry for leaving you in suspense. Um, you can stop sending me uh, hate mail now. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. And that girlfriend that he hung on a fishing pole for 17 long years was... <laughs> He's not mad about it at all. No, I'm not <laughs> mad at it at all. It was Angelica Houston. Huston? Houston, Huston? Huston. I'm going to go with Huston. Final answer, Regis. People are going to attack us for this episode. <laughs> Probably. It's fine. No, nah, that's all right. I don't <laughs> mind. Right. So since retiring from acting, um, I was going to put this in the last episode, but I decided not to because then I knew everybody would know who this was. 
So Jack can be found courtside at every Laker game. So really? A little tidbit of information. Yeah, he owns like season tickets and he's at pretty much every home game. Nice. Yeah. So. Well, when you're rich, you have nothing else to do. So. If I was rich, I would, I would Don't be at every Laker me. game too, man. So Jack, if you want to hook us up with some courtside seats, you know. Okay, now that that is out of the way and the weight of holding that secret is off our shoulders, you ready to hold another secret on our shoulders? No. Yeah, no, this is a good one. (laughs) This one is so good, in fact, that we are turning this episode into a two-parter. Yeah, this is Celeb Celeb Who's first ever two-part episode. So we're going to start with part one today. Yep. And then next week will be part two. But I'm I'm gonna warn you now. I'm putting I'm gonna leave you on a cliffhanger on this episode. So be prepared. Be prepared. So let's just dive into this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Did I scare you? I was <laughs> she was falling asleep on us. <laughs> I was not paying attention. Clearly. Woo. Okay. So You're let's move ready. into it. So our celebrity today, we're gonna go ahead and name. Her, Audrey. Get the chuckles out now, okay? <laughs> Audrey was born on June 1st, 1926 in your hometown, Los Angeles, California. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, You always do that? Yep. So her mom, Jean, worked at Consolidated Film Industries. Nobody really knows who her father was definitively, but many have speculated that Jean's second husband was actually the father. And others have insisted, uh, including Jean herself, that it was one of her co-workers. Audrey says that her mother had a picture of a man, but she never told her who it was. And Audrey always said that it kind of looked like Clark Gable. So she kind of assumed that he might be her father, but there's really never been any evidence that he was her father or that Jean even knew Gable. In 1981, the New York Times claims that Jean's second husband, who at the time that this came out recently passed away, uh, they said that he was in possession of Audrey's birth certificate with his name as the father, along with you know some other documents such as the marriage and divorce papers between himself and Jean. So by all available information, I think we can somewhat safely conclude that he was probably Audrey's father. Yeah. Yeah, and Jean worked day and night, so she would leave Audrey with neighbors um, to watch after her. But after only two weeks, so literally, Audrey is only two weeks old at this point. Jean brings Audrey to foster care. Mm -hmm. See, her mental health was also extremely unstable as well, so this also contributed to her decision to give up Audrey. And Audrey basically is in and out of foster care for most of her childhood. And the first family that she stays with was Ida and Wayne in Hawthorne, California. The drop-off was really the first crack in the relationship between Audrey and Jean. Um, They knew each other for pretty much 36 years in total, and they hardly ever saw eye to eye on stuff. So they really didn't have the mother and daughter relationship that a lot of people see. Uh, But Jean did make a lot of efforts to come and see her daughter as often as she could. So her first two kids were with an ex-husband, and he took them away from her. So she doesn't really get to see her other kids at all. And so she was really determined to keep Audrey in her life. Mm -hmm. You know, keep the one daughter that she can. So when Audrey was old enough, Jean took her over to her apartment in Hollywood for sleepovers. Now, unfortunately, Jean's mental health continued to deteriorate, 
And in one episode of her mental instability, Jean went to Audrey's foster family demanding that her daughter would be returned to her. And she even locks Ida out the back door and grabs Audrey and runs for the car, stuffed in a duffel bag. Oh my gosh. So luckily Ida was able to stop the kidnapping. So Jean's mental instability isn't really too much of a shock to most people who know her because her own mother suffered from the same illness. So as an adult, Audrey says that one of her earliest memories was of her mother trying to smother her in her crib with a pillow. So clearly she wasn't the most stable of moms. Yeah, that's scary. That's really rough. So in 1933, when Audrey is only seven, Ida does decide that Jean is finally stable enough to care for Audrey. I didn't know that foster parents could make this decision to, you know, return them back to their biological parents, but... Yeah, I think it might work a little different now. Yeah, it's probably a different <laughs> time, but... So, so at first, Jean does rise to the occasion. So she secures a loan for a house near the Hollywood Bowl... And she also finds some housemates to live with them and kind of contribute financially and, you know, offer some companionship to her and Audrey. Yeah. But it doesn't last long. So after Jean learns that her 13-year-old son from her previous marriage, Mm -hmm. well, he dies of kidney disease and things just start to fall apart really quickly for Jean. So Jean begins to just lash out at Audrey for basically because she is the one who lived. And she's upset about it. Wow. Yeah, and adding to her instability, Jean also learns within weeks of her son passing that her grandfather had hanged himself and also the studio that she was working for was going on strike. So her job's on the rocks, you know, she lost her grandfather. She's hit with a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And then the next year, after an incident where Jean was kicking and screaming on the ground, so it sounds like a full-on mental breakdown, Mm -hmm. The cops are called, and Jean is admitted to the state mental hospital in Norwalk, and she was diagnosed with schizophrenia, which today they probably would have called it manic depression instead. Now, after Audrey's mother was institutionalized, Audrey lived with those roommates that her mom had got for the house, Mm -hmm. and then some neighbors who offered to adopt her, but Jean refuses to let them adopt her. I don't know why, but she says no. After that, Audrey went to live with one of Jean's friends, Grace. But it was short-lived because I guess Grace didn't have money to accommodate having a child. So she ends up taking Audrey to the Los Angeles Orphans Home Society. And here, she bounces around foster families for another two years. According to... Yeah, it's it's really, really bad because you're going to learn some stuff that happened within the foster care too. So according to grunge.com, at the time, being a foster parent was seen more as a money-making scheme than an act of compassion. So definitely different times than yeah. it is now. Yeah. It was reported by the New York Times that Audrey lived with a total of about 12 different families, and most of them were just abusive or neglective homes. So they were, you know, looking for... Yeah. aid and all that stuff so they didn't really want a kid they just wanted the aid that came with it yeah. and to make things even worse Audrey was sexually assaulted in one of the homes causing her to develop a stutter from the trauma and that wasn't the only time she was sexually assaulted either 
This poor girl. Yeah, Ugh, she's poor baby. Barely even, you know, past seven years old, and she's gone through more than most people have their whole life. Yeah. So after two years of bouncing around from foster home to foster home, remember Grace? Yes. Well, this time she's finally ready to take Audrey back into her home. So what's changed is that Grace has married and she has a husband named Doc. And so they take Audrey into their house. Mm -hmm. But again, Grace found that they couldn't afford having a child again. Even with a $25 a week from Jean, they, so they, they bring her back to foster care where she then went to live with Grace's aunt, Lily. Now, Audrey finally, okay, finally she sees some stability living with Lily. So Lily is a very loving um, person, and she's also a widow, so I'm assuming that the extra company was very, very nice for her. Yeah. And it was also at this time that Jean tells Audrey that she has a half-sister, Maddie. And this was a significant relationship for Audrey because it made her basically feel less alone in the situation she was in. She felt like she wasn't dealing with her mom alone. But all of this stability that Audrey is feeling, it comes to an end because Doc accepts a job on the West Coast. And I know that doesn't sound like it should affect Audrey, but Grace decides that Lily is just too old to care for Audrey alone. And Grace and Doc don't have enough funds to bring Audrey with them, obviously. And so their solution to this is just a little odd. So Grace arranges for 16-year-old Audrey at the time to marry the 21-year-old neighbor, Michael. Oh boy. Yeah. So Michael and Audrey wed on June 19th, 1942. And if you remember when her birthday was, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was only 18 days after Audrey had turned 16. Michael told the LA Times, I thought she was awful young, but I took her to a dance. We talked and we got on pretty good. So they get married. And that's that. Nice. Just kidding. There's more to it. So (laughs) at the end of 1943... Um, if you know your dates well, uh, yes. World War II is raging at this time. And Michael ends up joining the Merchant Marines, and he's sent overseas to Shanghai the following year, so in 1944. Mm-hmm. And while he's gone, Audrey takes a job at the Radio Plains Munitions Factory, and to lift spirits and patriotism in the war effort, a photographer is brought in to take pictures of people you know, in the war effort. Mm-hmm. And while he is there... Um, potential in Audrey catches his attention and the pictures he takes of Audrey appear in Yank magazine in 1945. He then shows the pictures of Audrey to a commercial photographer named Potter who strikes a deal with her. So Potter would take Audrey's pictures but she would only get paid for the pictures that magazines actually buy Mm -hmm. and this gave Audrey the opportunity to still work in the day and then you know model at night for the pictures. Yeah. And the pictures that Potter take catch the attention of the head of the Blue Book Modeling Agency, which at the time was pretty much the biggest agency in Los Angeles. So she offers Audrey a full-time modeling job if and only if she agrees to take her three-month modeling class. So talk about self-serving, huh? Yeah, I'll really? give you a deal if you take my, my modeling class. Yeah. <laughs> so Audrey agrees to this despite the self-serving of it. 
And she decides to dye her hair a new color, and she just really dives headfirst into modeling. However, overseas, Michael is not happy at all to find out about his wife's new profession. And this was probably something new, like women modeling and stuff. Yeah, I I can imagine it was a little different. Um, And it doesn't take long before Audrey's photos are being used by several photographers, and it's being used in pinup magazines. A lot of the pictures were Audrey in a two-piece bathing suit, so I can imagine Michael's shock uh, with his wife's new profession when he finds this (laughs) out. I I don't know if he was like, you know, chilling in a trench and had a magazine. He's like, hey, that girl looks familiar. (laughs) So she was so popular that her pictures could actually be found in multiple magazines in the same month, which was kind of unheard of at the time. And as her career begins to take off, her mom, Jean, is finally released from San Jose's Agnews State Hospital in 1946. So Jean goes to live with Audrey and her Aunt Lily, because um, Audrey's still living with Lily at the time. Got it. That summer, Maddie, who is Audrey's half-sister that I mentioned before, she mm-hmm. comes to visit, and this really brings on a familial feeling to the residents for Audrey. Mm-hmm. But her mom... Even though she's released, she's still very, very unwell. And most of her interactions with uh, Jean is her telling Audrey how much she disapproves of her career choice. Mm -hmm. So that same year, Michael finally returns from overseas and their marriage is just on the rocks. And in August, Audrey signs a six month deal with 20th Century Fox for acting. So she's kind of moved on to acting from modeling at this point. Nice. She's making money moves. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) By September, Audrey and Michael have finalized their divorce, and Jean tells Audrey that she wants to go live with her Aunt Dora in Oregon. Hmm. (laughs) Dora. But apparently she actually never goes to Oregon, and Audrey finds out later that her mom had secretly married an already married man in Idaho. No. Yeah. Scandal. (laughs) Now, under her new contract with 20th Century Fox, Audrey is earning about $75 per week in her 20s. So she's attending free acting, dancing, and singing classes within that studio. Good for her. Yeah. But all to come from this contract is a one line in an extremely forgettable movie. And by the end of the six-month contract, Audrey does not get renewed for another six months. So undeterred, she does continue to take acting classes, but she lives off of unemployment at that time. Mm -hmm. Only six months after that, she signs another six-month contract with Columbia Pictures this time, and she makes about $125 a week. She snags a role in a movie that does receive positive reviews, but it It really isn't enough to Columbia Pictures, so they don't renew her contract. Wow. Apparently, Audrey showed up late to the set a lot, and that really contributed to her not getting renewed in both of those contracts. Yeah, according to Biography.com, the reason she showed up tardy was because, quote, she suffered from performance anxiety that sometimes made her physically ill. So that's really the reason she showed up late. Oh, okay, because I was like, well... It's a job. You gotta be on time. Exactly. Yeah, but when it's, I'm very punctual. <laughs> when it's acting, I feel like there's a certain amount of 
preparation you have to have mentally. Yeah. So I kind of get it, but also you got to stay professional. Yeah. So in 1949, at this point, she doesn't have any contracts going and she really doesn't have any source of income. Audrey is contacted by a photographer that she had previously done shoots with and he offers her $50 in exchange for a photo shoot. But this photo shoot would lead to Audrey's first scandal. This is the end of part one. Um, Thanks for listening. We'll have part two out for you guys next week. And as always, use the hashtag CelebWho to tell us who your guest is for this week. And also uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast. And consider giving to our Patreon just so that we can upgrade our equipment so we can give you guys the best quality episodes we can. You can access our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you guys next week.